Welcome to our podcast today on A Course in Miracles. We're so happy to have you with us, broadcasting from Washington, D.C., the um, capital of our nation. So this is uh, Ode Number 8, Mother of the Present. Mother of the Present, free my mind from all concerns born of past thoughts and bring me into your world of the actual. I want only that, to be disenthralled from my illusions of memories that preoccupy my mind. I am willing to let go of them. Help me to give my attentions over to a different mind, one in constant connection with you. Already you are here, so when I forget to remember your love is all-pervasive, I deviate into problems that keep me absent. You are always present. I am often absent. How can I be more with you than I am now? You are in everything I see and touch. You engulf my senses in every way I turn. There is no place or time where or when you are not. In the quiet of the morning, your sounds come upon me in many ways. I hear the rush of the air flowing out of the register, the hum of the mechanics that provides our heat in the background. A sound of a cup landing on the table makes a staccato tap even the most subtle sound of this pen scratching words on the paper is a testimony to your diverse and present nature when I am quiet in the momentum of deep listening. Your symphony of sound in the present is always new, and I am the audience of your song of life that is more vast than any music born of memory. Mother of the present. Thank you. Okay, what's uh, section number three in in uh, chapter one? Yeah. This is called atonement, <clears throat> atonement and miracles. Atonement and miracles. Okay. And Jesus is saying this: I am in charge of the process of atonement, which I undertook to begin. When you offer a miracle to any of my brothers, you do it to yourself and me. The reason you come before me is that I do not need miracles for my own atonement, but I stand at the end in case you fall temporarily. My part in the atonement is the canceling out of all errors that you could not otherwise correct. When you have been restored to the recognition of your original state, you naturally become part of the atonement yourself. As you share my unwillingness to accept error in yourself and others, you must join the great crusade to correct it. Listening to my voice, learn to undo error and act to correct it. The power to work miracles belongs to you. I will provide the opportunities to do them, but you must be ready and willing Doing them will bring conviction in the ability because conviction comes through accomplishment. The ability is the potential, 
the achievement is its expression and the atonement which is the natural profession of the children of God is the purpose okay there's a lot in that yeah giving instructions here yeah well I think this uh, line I am in charge of the process of atonement that's a very important line in the whole course of miracles and what what exactly is the atonement it's it's the correction of all of our misperception. It's the correction of all of our uh, wrong thinking. Um, I mean, if you just looked at, well, you ask yourself, what is the fear I have? What is the guilt I have? What is the anger I have? That would give you enough wrong thinking to clean up right there, you know? Yeah. So, so Jesus is in charge of helping you, um, you know, clean that up. And, and those are miracles. When you do clean it up, when you do let go, those are the miracles. And you have to be willing to perform them, you know. He's saying, well, you know, I'm here to help you, but you have to kind of listen and be willing to take action and change your mind and help others change their minds. So, so that's, that's kind of the mission, isn't it? I mean, he sort of describes the mission in that one paragraph. You, this is our mission, so I think we're on the right track yeah. with our, our, yeah, our definitely. job. Yeah, but he does say you have to be willing. Mm -hmm. and, and I think uh, we all have to look at that because our tendency is to be unwilling. And Tarji used to talk about that all the time, you know, the power of unwillingness, you know, and do we have the ears to hear? Do we have the ears to hear a truth and then bring it into application in our life immediately? Or do we just say, well, I like that, it sounds good, and blah, blah, blah. Then we go on about our day doing the same old thing that we did before, you know, so there has to be some... Uh, cleanup process here, you know, and some shifting process. And that's that's what you have to have the willingness to do. Yeah, and we have to be unwilling to accept error in ourselves. Yeah, that's a good line too. Read mm -hmm. that line. Uh, as you share my unwillingness to accept error in yourself and others, you must join the great crusade to correct it. Yeah, okay. So fear, guilt, and anger are all errors. And you could add a bunch of other things in there too, mm -hmm. resentment, doubt, uh, doubt uh, concern, you know, those are all um, not miraculous thinking, mm -hmm. you know, so he's saying, uh, I'm, I'm not willing to accept errors in you, mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm the one here to correct it all, yeah. Okay, number two, heaven and earth shall pass away means that they will not continue to exist as separate states. My word, which is the resurrection and the life, shall not pass away because life is eternal. You are the work of God and his work is wholly lovable and wholly loving. This is how a man must think of himself in his heart because this is what he is. So we have to think of ourselves as loving and lovable. Yeah, and then this, um, that heaven and earth, uh, you know, what's the statement? Heaven and earth will pass away. 
It means they will not exist as separate states. Exactly. It doesn't mean they're not going to be here anymore. It just means that heaven and earth become one. So when when you rise to the state of your true self, which would be the Christ consciousness, right? When you rise into that awareness, you're bringing the vibrations of heaven to earth. And then they cease to be two different vibrations. You know, that mm -hmm. you're imparting the vibration of the Christ and that is a totally loving state, totally safe state, totally beautiful state. It's, it's heaven on earth. Mm. You know, the Christ walks in heaven, no matter what he has to look at as far as the mess that people have made, you know, including the crucifixion, he, he totally steps outside of it and he remains in the stillness of the peace of God. You know, he remains in the heaven state, no matter what he's going through, no matter what he's looking at, no matter what people bring to his door. Um, he's, he, the correction is immediate and the transmutation of whatever the problem is, is immediate. He transmutes everything back to the heaven state. Okay, number three, the forgiven are the means of the atonement. <clears throat> Being filled with spirit, they forgive in return. Those who are released must join in releasing their brothers, <clears throat> for this is the plan of the atonement. Miracles are the way in which minds that serve the Holy Spirit unite with me for the salvation or release of all of God's creations. The forgiven are the means of the atonement. Yeah, well, that's that's our job to accept the atonement right. for ourselves, and then when we accept that and we clean up our minds, we clean up our life, um, then of course we would be part of the atonement. We would be part of that action of forgiveness in the world. That, that's kind of obvious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the forgiven, forgiving ourselves and forgiving others. Number four, <clears throat> I, <coughs> sorry. I am the only one who can perform miracles indiscriminately because I am the atonement. You have a role in the atonement which I will dictate to you. Ask me which miracles you should perform. This spares you needless effort because you will be acting under direct communication. The impersonal nature of the miracle is an essential ingredient because it enables me to direct its application and under my guidance, miracles lead to the highly personal experience of revelation. A guide does not control, but he does direct, leaving, leaving it up to you to follow. Lead us not into temptation means recognize your errors and choose to abandon them by following my guidance. Yeah, again, it's like um, the miracles are going to be there and we have to ask to Christ um, to direct us in that. Ask know. me which miracles you should perform. How yeah, right. How, just, how much clearer can you get? So you're, we just ask right now. You ask Jesus the miracles that you're to perform. And, you know, we are seeing a couple 
clients today, and uh, one we we know, um, yeah, is in some pain, and we would like to help relieve that pain, right? And the other one is new; we've never met him, so we don't. We're open to see what it is that he needs to work on. Mm -hmm. So, I think you have to remain open. But I think you also have to remain certain that people don't come to you by chance, you know. There are no chance encounters. And so there's always an opportunity to uplift someone, uh, help them let go of something, help them uh, see things differently. So, so as far as... Uh, asking Jesus, well, what miracles are, am I to perform? Well, sometimes those will be revealed in the conversation with the person, you know? Like, you know there's some energy there. Like, there's some healing energy coming into that meeting, and you're there to apply that healing energy. You're there also for your own atonement. Remember in psychotherapy it said... The, the patient is showing you what you need to forgive in yourself. We, we can't ever forget that. So, so whatever the encounter is, that person is telling you something. And that's miraculous if you can really hear them. You know, I was, I was reading this book, um, a Sufi poet called Hafiz, and it was well translated. And the name of the book is The Gift, right? So so I was reading and, you know, leafing through. That's how I leaf through books of poetry. Just open it up somewhere. And, and I ran across this very short poem. And it said, how do I listen? How do I listen? And it's interesting because Tarji used to always say that. Can you listen? Can you listen? Can you have the ears to hear? Do you have the ears to hear? Can you listen? You know, and this receptivity is so important, even when we're doing this podcast, right? Can you listen to these things that we're saying? So, okay, so the poem was, How Do I Listen? And the poem goes something like, How do I listen to others? As if, Everyone were my master, speaking to me his cherished last words. Mm. Now, that, that is so profound. And it's like that's a different level of listening. Like if, if you were with someone, right? And they were passing out of their body. And you would be very attentive you would be super attentive. You would be even attentive to what their last words were. You'd probably remember them. I, I remember Tarji's last words to me were, we're only going to go up from here. <coughs> yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And those, those words were significant to my life, you mm -hmm. know? We're only going to go up from here. So listening, you have to be totally empty totally without an agenda and totally present how do i listen to others 
as if everyone were my master. Well, is your master is going to tell you something important, right? Your yeah, master's right. not going to tell you mm-hmm. silly stuff. Right. So if, if everyone is your master, you're going to be listening deeply to what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And you're also going to be listening, okay, as if everyone were my master, speaking to me his cherished last words. Well, these aren't just ordinary words. These are words you're going to cherish. It's like words in The Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain lines in The Course in Miracles. Love holds no grievances. Wow, that that gives you a direction for the rest of your life. You know? So, so this is how we have to listen to The Course. Uh, number five, error cannot really threaten truth, which can always withstand it. Only the error is actually vulnerable. You are free to establish your kingdom where you see fit, but the right choice is inevitable if you remember this. Spirit is in a state of grace forever. Your reality is only spirit, therefore you are in a state of grace forever. Oh, I love that poem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really like a little prayer. Mm-hmm. Spirit is in a state of grace forever. Your reality is only spirit. So, if spirit's in a state of grace forever and you're spirit, then you have to be in a state of grace forever. So, that, that's the first prayer in the text. It's in italics. Mm-hmm. And often, um, Dr. Shukman or Jesus would write a prayer in what's called in philosophy a syllogism. And a syllogism is, is a form of logic, right? You learn in philosophy, logic. And it, the root of logic is the logo, the logos, logic. It's true words, right? True words coming to you. And the structure of it is, if this one thing is true, and uh, this other thing is true, <clears throat> then the third thing has to be true. It's like, if spirit is in a state of grace forever, and your reality is only spirit, and interesting, it says only. It doesn't say your spirit in a body and a mind, no. It says your reality is only spirit. Therefore, you are in a state of grace forever. That means your identity is in a state of grace forever. Now, it's a different level though. We're not talking about a personality, you know, like like little Mark or little Sandra, you know, that has their preferences and, you know, likes to shop on Amazon and uh, likes to m- make purchases on the internet and sometimes we get ripped off and sometimes we have to send it back, you know. So, no, not that level. It's it's a totally different level. It's a level of your spiritual identity. And it says that that is in a state of grace forever. And that also is the the power you need to tap into when you have a situation and you need to transmute it right? You've got to get into that reality of your spiritual self in order for to clean up some of these lower levels, you know, if you've got something going on. 
Okay, well, that's a good place to stop then. Huh? Okay, so how much more of that? There's another page. Okay, here. good. I think that is a good place to stop. Mm -hmm. So, again, what was the name of that? Atonement and Miracles? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've covered enough today. And um, so thanks for being with us. Thanks for sticking with us. And uh, we'll complete that section three tomorrow.